Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The Economic and Social Research Institute has been looking into the use of rent pressure zones, which have been a thing now for the last number of years. Cork, Dublin, other areas, a rent pressure zone where within that zone, rent increases are capped at 4%. There are exceptions to that where a landlord can increase the rent by more, but it's somewhat... Limited. Joined by Professor Connor O'Toole, who was involved in this research for the Economic and Social Research Institute. Connor, good morning. Your main finding is, I think, that they were, in general, a success. Good morning. Well, I, I think the best way to describe the, what we found is that they have functioned to a degree in that they have provided a degree, degree of, of stability against the upward price pressures in the areas. So, you know, rent pressure zones came in first in in Dublin and Cork City in late 2016. And what we've done is basically used data from the Residential Tenancies Board to look at at how properties in those areas have set the rents, compared those to to other areas since they were uh, brought in. And we found a a lower rate of rent increases in those areas compared to the non or PZ areas of approximately uh, 2%. Um, so it does suggest that there has been some uh, mitigating effect on, on the inflation rate in those areas um, in the period in which the OPZs have been in place. Yeah. Now, you, you found that about a third, in around a third of landlords did increase their rent by more than the 4% allowed. They were able to claim exemptions and all of that. Where there may be does the research show where there may be too many ways to get around the 4% cap? Well, I think one of the things that we did demonstrate in the research uh, was that there were quite a number of, of cases where the growth rates were above the allowable 4% at the time. And with the data that we have, we weren't able to actually say whether they they had used one of those exemptions that they're allowed. So, for example, if a landlord makes a significant investment in the property, makes a major energy efficiency upgrade, they can reprice above the the 4% cap for the rent. We weren't actually able to validate whether those increases were the use of exemptions or, for example, was it non-compliance where the, the landlord or and the tenant agreed to just increase the rent above the, the cap. So, unfortunately, we need better data to be conclusive on that, but uh, we, we found quite a number of those uh, in those cases occurring in, in these areas. Mm, there's often an argument between regulating more, capping rents, enforcing rent, 
limits and the economic argument that if you over-regulate or the claim that's sometimes made if you over-regulate that, that, and impose limits that landlords will, will sell up and, and leave the market. Yeah. Is there any evidence of that from your research? So there's evidence of that from the international uh, research and the international literature. So I think the best way to think about these measures is that there are always trade-offs. So when you bring in a rent control like this, which is targeted to try and limit the degree of, of rental price growth, then that can benefit tenants, sitting tenants, the ones who are in leases at present. However, a, a side effect or a health warning with those type of measures is that they can discourage households from investing in no. They can discourage households investing. Your, in your the, line is your line is property. catching a small bit, uh, Connor. Stay with there in, in there a second. They can they can discourage people investing in the market. Yes, they can discourage landlords investing in those properties, and they can also cause landlords to take the properties off the the market in extreme cases. Now that's been shown to happen internationally, not in all cases, but in certain cases. So the the way we would say it is that there's trade offs. You can certainly help uh, protect tenants against excess inflation, but you've got to be very careful because these these supply side effects can materialize and limit the the number of properties in the market and the quality of the building stock, which I think is important. What you're saying to me is that too many limits are internationally shown to affect supply. It's it's not necessarily too many limits, but it's the degree of those limits, how strict they are, how many, what the extent to which they really regulate and limit price growth. So there's a, there's a range of, of complexities which which mm. depend on, on, on how these factors pass through. At the end of a piece of research like this, there are usually some recommendations to follow. Um, we know that the rent rent is in serious crisis all around the country. So are there recommendations from your research that you'd be bringing forward? This is a number of, of areas of policy, I think, that are important from, from, from our research. I think one of the clear ones, the, the ones that we, we really should uh, focus on and hopefully we'll be able to get a handle on is, is the data gaps, like trying to understand for those landlords and for those properties where we do observe the, the rental growth above the, the caps, having insight into why that is the case and, and being able to report on that uh, thoroughly and hopefully the new data coming in from the RTB, which makes all landlords register every year, will give us a better lens to the functionality of that particular part of the market. I think bridging those data gaps is a key policy recommendation from our side. Okay, listen, thank you for your time this morning. Professor Connor O'Toole from the Economic and Social Research Institute. Courts 96 FM.